Hello and welcome to the Odds Checker Betting Show. This is your King George Day preview at Ascot. I am your host, George Ellick. I'm delighted to be joined as ever by Andy Holding as we run through Saturday's card. Andy, how are you? I'm all right, yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, a while since we've done one of these. I've been to the tennis and the, and the golf, in, in, in yeah. the, I think, uh, which has been great fun. Um, you were at the golf. What day were you there? Um, Saturday, when Saturday, moving day. Okay. Yeah, so really, really good fun. Followed Harmon round, so I got to see him play quite a bit. Uh, all the big stars, really, Rory, John Rahm. Um, weather was a bit foul, foul but um, no, it was proper open weather, and, and I thought it was a, an amazing performance by Harmon in the end to, to hang on, given all the uh, the big guns are breathing down his neck. Yeah, it, it's a funny one this this year because you know we've had all four golf majors and now done, Wimbledon's done, this Ashes series is about to be done, and you know to some extent, was already done at Old Trafford last weekend uh, when the rain put pay to towards going to be a great series. But thankfully, not only is the football season on the horizon again, but we've still, of course, got cracking racing on, on the horizon. We've got Goodwood coming up very soon uh, next week. And of course, now uh, this weekend, we've got a stellar day's racing uh, tomorrow on Saturday at Ascot. We're recording this first thing on Friday morning. Uh, and we're going to run through the card, just Andy and I. Um, and let's get into it. You know, we'll go through the card. The first is a, a maiden where, you know, we, we haven't seen uh, much from, from the majority of the field. We don't have any prices there. I mean, Andy, is there anything to kind of draw attention to before prices? Any of them run big numbers or should we get straight into the second race? The yeah, run? I think we'll, we'll move on. Yeah, there's there's a few in there that have run nicely first time out. But yeah, there's nothing of significance on the numbers. But uh, there definitely is in the uh, the second race, which we're going to be covering. Yes, right, let's get into the 150 then. Um, this is the uh, Princess Margaret, the Phillies race over six furlongs. Uh, all these prices can be best price on the Odds Checker app or online, so do make sure you download the app now for the best prices, uh, bookie offers, free bets, place terms, and Andy's tips straight to the app every single morning of racing. Um, and the favourite here is Symbology, who is 7-2, to two, had a pretty crystal at 4-1. to one. Soprano five to one, Dazzling Star nine to one, Comat ten to one, Luna Shine twelve to one, Sacred Angel fourteen to one, sixteen to one. Bar those, and everyone's here. All first three places, Andy. There's clearly one you like here. Which is it? it it's Comat or Comate, which whichever way you want to pronounce it, from the Dominic uh, Prince Davis uh, camp, obviously representing Amo Racing. Uh, they threw quite a few bullets at the board, if you remember, in the Albany Stakes, uh, and she came out second best, Persian Dreamer representing the uh, same set connection to finish an honourable fourth and has gone on to boost the form of the Albany uh, already with a victory at uh, Newmarket over on the July course uh, last week, if I recall. Um, I like the way Kamate finished off her race. She was towards the back of the field, couldn't go the early gallop, was switched from a middle draw uh, to latch on to the back of her group, but finished off really nicely, hit the line really strong, and I thought it was a really uh, improved effort on her. Uh, first two runs, albeit they were of a reasonably good standard. She won first time at it red card. More importantly, she won on soft ground. Now, at the moment, it's soft, good to soft in place. I think it's going to dry out. I don't think it's going to be quite as bad as what it's predicted because I don't think there's too much rain forecast. But either way, there should be some ease in the ground for her. Certainly be better than it was for her at the Royal Meeting when it was good to firm. And um, I think she could turn the form around with Pretty Crystal. Put it this way, Pretty Crystal 7-2. to two. Mate is 10 to 1. I don't think there was a great deal between them um, in the Albany Stakes. But the fact that Kamate's always had a chance of running on soft ground twice over, including France, I think it makes every uh, every sense to, to put her up as an each way alternative to the ones down the front end of the market. I presume Soprano won't run. She ran um, 
on Thursday night uh, or Thursday mm. afternoon. Biggie Pond got beat on soft ground, so I don't think they'll roll the dice again. So there is going to be some ramifications in the market as it stands. I'm not sure whether that tends to want to be available at the time recorded, but if it is, um, even with the rule four, I still think we're going to be on the right side of Kamate. Kamate is 10 to 1, uh, best price as it is now, as short as 7 to 1 in places. That 10 to 1 is with 365 Skybet. 888, Bet Victor, Coral, and a couple of other firms up there on the, on the odds checker grids as well. As you say, if Soprano does come out, um, that will be subject to a rule four. Um, although maybe, just looking at this now, Hills are our best price five to one um, about Soprano and nine to one comma. So if you're if you're quick out of the blocks, that'll be the best way to minimise your rule four is to back uh, where, where Soprano is a bigger price rather than the three to one that is, is generally around at the moment. Um, but comma, the selection there for Andy, um, and good reasoning is that as well. As you say, just three and a quarter lengths between the two uh, at Royal Ascot with conditions favouring, hopefully, come out this time around. Now, on to the um, Valiant Stakes. Again, Phillies and Mares over uh, a mile. And Random Harvest is the 130 favourite ahead of uh, a couple of 92 shots in Caddo Bell and Amenia. Thornbrook is 11 to 2. Uh, Vetiver is 8 to 1. Roman Mist is 10 to 1. Zenga. 12 to 1, uh, and then three big prices Sea of Thieves and Mysterious Love, both 25 to 1. Rose Prick, 33 to 1. Andy, how do you see this one? Yeah, you'd have to go with Random Harvest there, or certainly I would anyway, based on mm. her overall record at Ascot. If you recall, I did put this also at uh, Royal Ascot in that, in that really good group two Phillies contest. And I thought she was going to pull off the shock. She was 25 to 1 um, in the morning. I think it went up around about 14, 16 to 1. There was a few, uh, including me, thieving after her from an each way perspective. And it looked as though we were going to get the jack up completely when she swept to the front. looked like she was going to win. And then that pesky uh, rogue millennium came and picked our pocket. But it was still a really good effort, proving once again that she absolutely adores uh, the straight track at Ascot. She likes a bit of juice in the ground as well, which will be uh, very welcome uh, come the weekend. And, uh, you know, she didn't run so badly in the face of it last time out. She was up against the very, very best fiddies around, Group 1 company in the Falmouth. She can only finish 6 to 11 on that, on that occasion. But I do think dropping back down into Group 3 company will be a welcome relief for her. More to the point, she's back at Ascot, um, a track where, um, of course, she's got a great record. Certainly respect to one or two others coming through. Caddo Bell has been uh, improving um, at a rapid rate and not so over in Ireland. She won't mind the giving the ground. Uh, and the Sam applies to the bottom one, um, Yvette Vieira as well, who uh, won quite handily at Carlisle last time out, although don't really know what that form amounts to. Uh, we've already mm. seen um, later... <coughs> out of that race get beat subsequently so she'd probably have to improve a little bit but random harvest very solid ed walker's also in fine form um makes sense to uh, to stick with the solid course and distance form of her yeah absolutely and sathy osborne also the jockey in, in tremendous form as well run a double at yarmouth last night um a, a jockey full of confidence and on the way up for random harvest there sathy riding and favorite at 130 bet 365 sky bet and Unibet, the three firms who go 130 about Random Harvest, the selection for Andy in the 225. Uh, on then to the international stakes over seven furlongs, the three o'clock at Ascot on Saturday. Biggles is the six to one favourite. Again, big price uh, discrepancies here. Six to one, Skybet goes. Skybet are also seven places. So you're getting six to one, seven places. And they're actually stand out for the top four in the market here. Um, you know, Biggles are short as four to one elsewhere. Fresh is six to one. Um, Baradar seven to one, Spangled Mac ten to one, Vafortino eleven to one, Northern Express fourteens, uh, Ramazan fourteens, sixteen to one bar. Yeah, I'll, I'll just stick to the obvious here. Um, as we've talked about many, many times on these podcasts, <laughs> you're almost like 
for a broken record. But course and distance forming these handicaps at Ascot is um, paramount, particularly with uh, a little bit of ease in the ground. If you've got something here that's shown um, a liking for those kind of conditions over this stiff track, then it's just best to stick with the safe and trusted formula. Piggle, Biggles is one of them. Um, finish a very creditable runner-up in the Victoria Cup behind Rebel Territory. Um, didn't run so good uh, next time out in the, um, I think it was the Buckingham Palace. So, uh, mm. But that, the ground's too fast for it that day. And proved it's liking for soft ground uh, very much in this Hennessy when winning the Bunbury Cup. I thought he won with actually a bit in hand that day as well because he was a bit keen early on. And I'm not sure whether he was going to finish off his race as strong as he did, but the fact that he managed to come through and win suggests to me he's in really good order. These big field handicaps are ideal for uh, Ray Beckett's charge. And with Ryan Moore still on board, um, there's every sense to stick with him. That's six to one, seven places with Sky Bet. It looks a bit of a free bet, doesn't it? You can't see him not being in the first seven. Mm. Given track form. Uh, the other one to mention as well, if you wanted to save, is Vaffortino, a horse that finished third in that um, aforementioned Victoria Cup early on in the season. Uh, he too went to Royal Ascot, but once again he encountered fast ground. And albeit he didn't run as well as anticipated, he did get squeezed for room a little bit in the closing stages, but he was back to form last time out, um, which suggests to me that um, given a little bit of juice and underfoot, he's definitely going to be the key to him. Uh, and his overall record, similar to Biggles at Ascot, is uh, second to none. So, yeah, it's just a bit of a no-brainer, really, here, George, with these two. Six to one, seven places, uh, Vapportino. Eleven to one, sorry, I beg your pardon, Biggles. Eleven mm. to one, Vapportino. Is that eleven to one, seven places, Skybet as well? That's six places. Vapportino is ten to one with Skybet for the, for the okay. seven places. Well, let's do that, then. Let's put up six to one, Biggles, seven places, and um, Vapportino each way, ten to one, six places. Seven places. So you got you got ten to one seven places or eleven to one six places with hills. Up to you. Yeah, yeah, we'll go eleven to one six. Yeah, we won't need the extra place. <laughs> there you go, Biggles and Baffortino. Andy going in double handed into the international stakes. Loads of good place terms around. Um, three six five or six places. Coral six places. Unibet, Betfred, uh, Live Score Bet, Betway a seven as well. But they're not quite as generous in terms of the the prices on offer. Um, they're 17 to 2 about Baffortino and 5 to 1 about Biggles. Um, but plenty of shopping around to do if you get on those odds checker grids or using the app. Um, on to the big race on the day, uh, the King George, the 340. And, you know, this still looks a stellar and really intriguing renewal of this race, Andy. But <clears throat> massive shame that Desert Crown came out um, with yet another injury. It seems to be a fairly luckless horse and a horse, I think, you know, all racing fans were desperate to see how he'd train on um, this season. Uh, you know, where would you have had, before we get into the race itself, where would you have had Desert Crown if, if he did line up here? Oh, yeah, one of the main players, without a shadow of a doubt. And particularly stepping up to a mile and a half. I think the mile and a quarter in the Brigadier Gerard was just on the short side uh, for him. Uh, but he still acquitted himself really well. And with mm. a bit of ease in the ground, which is always uh, desired, he would have been a player. He's a bit of the Dominic Calvert-Lewin of the... Horse world at the moment, isn't it? The moment every time you look, look to run him, he's, he gets injured. Mm. Um, so hopefully he'll be back on track. But it doesn't really take too much gloss off what he's already looking at a fantastic King George, a race of the ages, everyone's saying. And I think that is very fair. You know, you've got the first two in the derby, which looked a good derby this year on paper going into it. It came out looking a good derby with the form has worked out, or Gaston Rodan has gone on to win the Irish derby. King of Steel's won the um, the King Edward at um, uh, Royal Ascot. Um, Franking, uh, their set of four rounds. Um, they both like a little bit of giving the ground as well, which uh, to all intents and purposes, the round track is going to offer them come the weekend. 
And of course, the weight for age scale uh, very much um, tips the balance, uh, supposedly, in their favour. But they are up against a real quality bunch of older horses this season, of which I don't think we've seen the like for many, many years. Par driver, last year's winner. Very, very durable, likeable horse. Probably doesn't get the credit he deserves, um, largely due to the fact that he's trained by um, um, a smaller yard. Hookham, hmm. again, another horse that on his days, top class, as he's proven time and time again, particularly when he has ease in the ground. Uh, you know, winner of the hard week last year. Loves soft ground. Missed uh, Ascot, uh, Royal Ascot, deliberately to be safe for this because the ground was too quick for him. I think he was there to defend his crown. He's going to be a massive player, but the one I really like here, and I put this filly up early on in the week when I did my column uh, previewing the King George in advance, is Emily Upjohn. Now, we've still got the same price that I put up for Emily Upjohn, so I'm not after time in here about prices. But um, she, um, I think, is as good as ever this season. Um, she won the Coronation Cup very nicely early on in the season, beating Westover, who's gone on to crack the form since he broke the track record the other day at St. Clou. Um and then, although she got beat next time out in the Coral Eclipse, time figure that we got both her and Paddington achieving at Sandown was quite extraordinary. One of the best times, if not the best time of the entire season, even though it was a four-runner race, to suggest that we're going flat out. So although Emily Upjohn got beat, I actually thought of her even more for that defeat mm. than I ever have done before. Um, she now goes back to Ascot, which is a track that she absolutely loves. She's two for three at the track. She won on Champions Day of the C&D last year. Her early flop came in this race last year, but she didn't have the hood on. She um, pulled too hard in a, in a small field. And ever since then, since they've, they've um, put to the hood, she's looked a totally different horse. Um, they've actually dispensed with the hood for, for this weekend. But since, since they had it on in the interim, it just seems to have calmed, calmed, calmed her down. And they can, they can ride her a little bit more confidently now. And Frankie obviously gets on with her fantastically. So five, I think five to one. Four places with Skybet. I, th- I think that's the, the best offer in the village, yeah. isn't it? Now? Yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's an amazing price. It's hard to say Emily up, John. A top-class group one older horse, not running well, had a track she loves with a bit of juice in the ground, similar to Champions Day. Let's just leave it to Frankie. Leave it to Frankie. That is the plan. Uh, five to one, four places, as Andy says is the best on offer currently about Emily Upjohn for the King George. Uh, we've kind of gone around this in, in a reverse wave. I'm going to ask you about the top two in the market. I'll, t- I'll talk through the prices now because I didn't at the beginning. August Rodan is the 130 favourite ahead of King of Steel at four to one. Of course, those two, the, the one, two in the in the derby a few weeks ago. Hukum is nine to two. Emily Upjohn, as mentioned, five to one. Pile Driver, as you mentioned, is 15 to two. Westover, 14 to one. Luxembourg, 16 to one. Dover Legend, 28 to one. 66 to one bar those. You know, we know that Emily Upjohn is your selection, but <clears throat> talk us through the top three in the market because, you know, Hukum is a horse he put up a few times. August Rodan has obviously been mightily impressive. King of Steel followed up that that good, unexpected run, according to the market, at least in the derby with a, with a decent win, having been keen early last time. Yeah, I, I, the way I look at this race is, you know, with Emily, with Emily Upjohn, I, I, I don't feel as though any of these would have got as close to Paddington, who I think is mm. the... You know, the best mile and mile and a quarter horse so far this season by by quite some distance. You know, even even allowing you know even allowing for the qualities of August Rodan and, and King of Steel, I don't think they would have got within half a length of, of that stellar colt who, as I said, clocked a, an incredibly good time at Sandown. You've got to remember as well they pulled well clear of Dubai Honor and um, West is the Wind, who are high class horses in their own right. So it does suggest that that form at the Asia Track is a spot on. Look, I've got nothing against August Rodan who. You know, 
has proven the horse that Aidan O'Brien thought he was at the start of the season, off the back of that poor run in the 2000 Guineas. But he's bounced back. English and Irish derby victories have been won in really impressive fashion. The clock has backed it up as well. I'm certainly not poo-pooing him from a time figure perspective. And King of Steel, you know, ran his heart out at Epsom and he's done nothing wrong since. So at least he's proven at Ascot. August Rodan hasn't got that on his CV. Whereas King of Steel has. I mean, I think you can get quality cases out for five mm. of these horses here. I mean, the fact that we've got like horses like Deauville Legend, you know, and, you know, Borshaw Valley. Ha- I mean, Hamish is a 66 to one shot for crying out loud. I mean, yeah. you know, he's a top class horse in his own right. He's a C&D winner who comes here fresh off a win at York. Um, it just tells you the standard we're dealing with here. So I, I don't think you could be dogmatic in any way when you approach this race and say, oh, this is definitely going to win and this is definitely going to happen. Um, I just like Emily up, John, at the prices. And um, with four places, um, I'll be reasonably confident at least going to be money back with her. Lovely stuff. 3.40 on Saturday, a race not to be missed. And Emily Upjohn, the selection at 5-1 to one with four places with Skybet as Andy's selection. Um, this is the one I was excited about asking you about, Andy. I always like it when we get to a race where basically the former figures of all the market principles is just a solitary one, because that is when your time figures normally um, come up trumps and can tell us who actually has run particularly well. This is the um, Pat Eddery Stakes listed race of a seven furlongs, the 4.15, the race that follows the King George. And Ancient Wisdom with a couple of ones is the 11 to 10 favourite ahead of uh, Al Yanabi at 5 to 1. Sunway, uh, 11 to 2. Rosalian um, is 7 to 1. These are all Price of the Hills with the first uh, firm to be out. Al Muzmak, 15 to 2. How's the Governor, 12 to 1. 18 to 1. Uh, Chaturanga, um, also unbeaten, 28 to 1. Bardos, Bog, Dancing Gemini, and Big Bertie Bassett making up the field. Yeah, I mean, looking at the, the, the time figures that we've got, Ancient Wisdom actually does set the uh, standard. He's top of the pile with a, with a 90 on his debut. He didn't have to run to that level next time out. It was a much more slowly run race. I mean, he probably wasn't quite um, so impressive because of that, but. Um, you know, he's got to be respected. He's obviously a very high-class car. Whether you want to take 11 to 10, he's out into question. Because I do think, as you pointed out, Jules, there's quite a few in this race with untapped potential, including Ali and Arby. And that's the one I'm going to put up, 5-1. to one. I'm really impressed with the way Aaron Burroughs' horse got to the line at Salisbury. He looked, at, looked the part throughout the race. You know, He looked a nice, strong, big, imposing colt that lengthened his stride all the way to the line, hit the line really hard. Clocked a good time, not quite as good as Ancient Wisdom did on debut, but it was an 87, which is still very respectable for a five-runner race at Salisbury. And I did notice that the horse that finished second of um, Simon and Ed Crisford has gone on to win subsequently. So the form's been boosted already. Um, and he just holds sway for me over the other ones who've had a run and, and had one win next to their name. Rosillian was very impressive at, at Newbury. The form hasn't worked out so well with that race. Sunway... Um, again, another nice horse with, with plenty of potential. He did an 85 on debut. So a lot of these horses like Al Musk, 86s, 85s, um, they've run to a good standard already. But Al Yanabi visually was very impressive. And I, I like the fact that the second has won since. So the Aaron Bulls horse is going really well as well. I think that needs to be pointed out. The yard's still ticking along quite nicely. I think this stiff seven furlongs all really suit him really well. So Al Yanabi, um, I would say confident choice, but... Um, um, you know, a tentative one at at, at, at five to one. You backing Ali Nabi each way with the three places at yeah, five to one. Five, yeah, I think each way is a, is a, is a fair shout for him. There you go, Ali Nabi, the selection to take on Ancient Wisdom and and come up trumps at five to one. Uh, the selection for Andy. Uh, two more races on the card. Uh, we've got the Betfred handicap 
um, where over a mile, um, where Latam is the four to one favourite, uh, Lauten and Aku Naja and Gali all eleven to two. Uh, Mister Mistoffelis is six to one. Spirit Catcher and Empire State of Mind both fifteen to two. Major Partnership ten to one. Uh, Rhoda Ballo fourteen to one. Stormcatcher twenty two to one. Yeah, as I've said before, I always like to try and stick to solid course and distance form if I can. So without wanting to contradict myself here, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for something that hasn't run at the track. The reason that um, I, I'm going off piece a little bit here is because this horse I'm going to mention is one of many in this field who've yet to run here in Ascot. He's in the same category. So I'm looking for a horse that's going to handle soft ground, that'll go over a stiff mile. And Latam definitely fits that criteria. Winning with the Irish Lincoln early on the season, if you recall, on desperate ground you beat 27 opponents that day the best of which were all of the irish handicappers so he's obviously a very durable type and we got beat next time out of course in the spring cup at um uh Newbury. And at the time you think oh god that was a bit of a below par run when he was sent off short prize favorite but he was beaten by none other than jimmy hendrix who of course uh, went on to win the royal hunt cup in devastating fashion and then ran well at group level next time out so he was up against a group horse in disguise that day he then Proved his uh, well-being with a good victory at uh, Newcastle. No, I know that's a stiff mile at Newcastle, but wasn't entirely sure he was in love with the surface that day. I definitely think he wants a little bit of giving the ground, plenty of giving the ground, if that. And um, I think William Hagrid's horse has got all the right uh, credentials to take a race of this nature. Uh, na- Loughton is very interesting down at the bottom. Ed Bethel's brought him along quite nicely. I think he's a, a horse of some um, uh, uh, repute. But um, I do think Latam's got a better body of work at this stage. Latam, four to one. Andy's selection there for the Haggis team. Ryan Moore takes the ride. And finally, in the 5.25, uh, here, the Whispering Angel handicap, only Ascot. Uh, the big board is the 11 to 2 favourite, head of Rhythm and Hooves, six to one, significantly six to one as well. Kunan, <clears throat> 13 to two. Rock Melody, seven to one. Bond Chairman, eight to one. Call Me Ginger, nine to one. Dusky Lord, 10 to one, 12 to one. Bar those, Andy. Give us a winner so that the listeners and, and viewers can buy a bottle of Whispering Angel if they want to on, on Saturday evening. Yeah, um, hopefully. Yeah, Look, yeah, I think I've got the right favour here. The big bard won well enough here last time out over the course and distance, proving it's liking for the track. You then got Rivenham Hooves who won the uh, Holly Road uh, handicap. That race has actually worked out quite well. That um, big field um, cavalry charge um, at the Royal Meeting. So, Rhythm of Who's have got to be respected. So two course and distance winners at the head of the market. But another horse that's in good form at the moment has also run well over this track before is Olive of uh, Lismore uh, from the Robert Cowell stable. And when Robert Cowell gets a sprinter that's on a bit of a roll mm. um, and he's improving uh, the, the level that this horse is, I tend to try and stay on the right side of it. Did run well here at this track last year, finishing fourth or seven. Uh, but has subsequently gone on to improve quite significantly. Won very well at Newmarket last week. Uh, quickening up well. I think the key to this horse is a strongly run five films with a bit of ease in the ground, and he's going to get that on Saturday. He's nicely drawn right in the middle. We don't know about the draw, of course, at the moment, but I think picking a horse that's drawn stalls 10 or 15 isn't a bad option at this stage. Obviously, Safi Asborn uh, riding the crest of the wave as well. He, he's on board. That can't be seen as a negative. And, and the time figures this horse has been doing is again, he's been very consistent. So I'd expect him to be there or thereabouts. You can get four or five places for him come Saturday. I don't think he'll be a million miles away. Um, and I think he's around about 14 to 1. I, I, did you, I, I heard you say. Um, yeah, 14 to 1, exactly. That'll do. Yeah, that's a nice way to end the, end the day. 14 to 1 chance. 
Perfect. I'll list more 14 to 1. Uh, Hills are currently four places. Skybet have already shown they're going to go five places, even though prices aren't out yet. So make sure you check the grids or the app and shop around for your place terms. Uh, thank you very much, Andy, for sharing your tips, insights You're and welcome. thoughts with us ahead of Saturday's racing. Um, we'll be back again next week to have a look at Glorious Goodwood. Unsure as of yet uh, what time or what day, but keep your eyes peeled and subscribe to the YouTube channel where you can find all the odd checker betting shows up on there um, and plenty more to come over the course of the summer so make sure you download the app subscribe to the youtube channel and make sure you enjoy the racing on saturday uh, please do ensure that you're gambling responsibly